Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film, and Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? Oh, um, I'm all right. I, like, so full disclosure on what... The, my level of preparedness for this <laughs> last week, I forgot we were taking a week off from recording and I prepared my minute really, really well with notes and script analysis. Uh, and then I, of course, was sitting here and never got a text from you and realized, Oh yeah, we were skipping this week. Um, and then five minutes before this recording, I, I scrambled to rewatch my minute, read over my notes and everything. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> got it okay my bad and don't worry dear dear listeners uh just because we didn't record last week doesn't mean you're gonna miss a week we are a couple of weeks ahead of y'all so we can afford to skip a week and uh and still still keep our weekly release on track so all right so today my minute marker is 25 21 to 26 21 we are talking to sir michael uh, actually, I forget his last name in the movie already. We're, we're in Mr. Crosby's lunch. Crosby, sort of. right. Mr. Yeah. How could I forget Mr. Crosby's lunch? Um, we are having the second half of our conversation with Sir Michael Crosby. Um, shall I jump in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get talking about the movie. Let's talk about the movie. <laughs> um, so we left off last week uh just where stalsk 12 was so the reference being that uh sir michael crosby said that they noticed a detonation in this secret town that doesn't exist on a map called stalsk 12 and this is where Seder is from so uh at 25 21 just where stalsk 12 was which is where we ended last week's minute uh and then sir michael uh, replies to that with Seder emerged from this blank spot on a map on the map with ambition and enough money to buy his way into the British establishment. The protagonist responds through his wife. Uh, and then Michael responds, Catherine Barton, oldest niece of Sir Frederick Barton. Uh, don't know. I, yeah. Well, great, great reference. I don't know who that is. Um, he says Just some she, European elite. BS, you know, everybody's British, <laughs> British. Yeah. Um, yeah. She works at Shipley's. We all know what Shipley's is, right? Uh, <laughs> no, fill me in. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm guessing it's an auction company. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. you know, it's uh, what's the, the New York one? Uh, Sotheby's, right? Sotheby's. Or, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Or maybe Shipley's isn't real and it's just supposed to be. Yeah. Sotheby's. Yeah. It seems. Sotheby's, yeah. Um, I, yeah. That's where I go and get my art, by the way. Um, you you can tell how, like, Christopher Nolan must be really influenced by his new lifestyle of like the rich and shameless. Like, absolutely, yeah. And this movie really uh, shows that off that he knows what like a Freeport, what a Freeport is, because that's a real thing. <laughs> it's either it's either yeah, he's either just putting his real life influence into the movie, or maybe he's just really 
intrigued by luxury living and doesn't live a luxurious life at all. I, mm-hmm. I guess I'm guessing that's not the case. I'm sure he's just loving, loving life, you know, mm-hmm. being a, a very, very well to do person anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she works at Shipley's met Seder at an auction. The protagonist asks happy marriage, uh, practically estranged. Well, how do I get to Seder? Uh, and then <laughs> Sir Michael says, well, through her, of course. <laughs> That's why we're talking about her. Right. Uh, it's a great little back and forth. Protagonist says, oh, this is a good line. You may have an inflated idea of my powers of seduction. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, he uh, goes right to that. It's yeah, a woman. I, know. I, I will seduce her. <laughs> right. Uh, sexist much? Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, and then Sir Michael Crosby responds, hardly. We have an ace in the hole. So he slides a bag over to the protagonist and there's a drawing inside and uh protagonist says you're carrying a goya in a harrods bag Har- i'm not sure what harrods is i feel like it's like a macy's or something right <laughs> yeah i i don't know these names if they're, they could be made up or they could be it's um, real it is real I oh, okay it yeah it's uh the world's leading luxury department store so i i assume it's like a macy's maybe nicer than a macy's i don't know a nordstrom's Ooh, oh. <laughs> a Nordstrom's Mr. rack, Mr. Fancy Pants over here. <laughs> no, the rack is the outlet, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. Yes. But Go ahead. Also, I'm just like trying to piece together how smart the protagonist is. Not only can he recognize the artist by the painting without even seeing the full painting. Could, could you recognize a Goya? Is Goya a real art artist? I don't even know. It's a bean. <laughs> well, no, it's a company of, uh, I'm actually I'm is. not confident enough to say, yeah, yeah. Francisco Goya. Francisco a Goya. Painter. Yeah. It's yeah. a real, it's a real person. Uh, 1746 to 1828 died in Bordeaux, France, uh, influenced Pablo Picasso and Manet. I cool. could recognize like maybe five Picassos, maybe <clears throat> a couple of like other obscure artists I, I would recognize the art of, but this is not one of them. <laughs> I could, uh, yeah, I'm not super, fam- I, you could always recognize a Picasso. Like there's some artists you can just recognize by style. Picasso is one of them. I think Van Gogh is another one. You can always yeah. tell a Van Gogh or a Picasso just by the style. Goya, no, I wouldn't know Goya, but I'm also not into the art world as much. Actually, I'm looking at some of the samples here and there is definitely an interesting style to this stuff. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay, go ahead. I have another question about the so Goya. Back, but go so ahead. You are carrying a Goya and a Harrods bag. And then uh, Sir Michael says, it's a fake by a Spaniard named Arepo. And then, oh my God, another Seder Square reference. Arepo. Yeah. Uh, which is opera backwards. Fun stuff. Um, <laughs> and he says, one of two we've confiscated from an embezzler in Bern. I love just like the whole European influence of this movie. We've said it before, but we've gotten Spain and uh, Swiss- Bern is in Switzerland, right? Um, I don't know Bern. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's where uh, Einstein was born, if I'm not mistaken. No. Um, but yeah, so we've got just so much European influence all over this movie, and we've included two new, two more European nations in a matter of thirty seconds here. Um, protagonist says, "What happened to the other one?" 
And Sir Michael says, it turned up at Shipley's, authenticated by Catherine Barton. Uh-oh. Put on auction. And who do you think bought it? Protagonist says, her husband. Mm-hmm. Literally. How Sir Michael responds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the protagonist says, does she know it's a forgery? And then he says, it's hard to say. Rumor has it she and Arepo were close. Protagonist says, uh-huh. This is a whole <laughs> bunch of like MacGuffin BS that really doesn't matter to the end plot. <laughs> uh, no, it does. This is actually critical to the plot. Uh, <laughs> I, I like. Does this all come back around? Like, who? Like, do we ever learn who a repo was? Repo. A repo is paralyzed. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. I'm, I'm getting ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. We learned that really soon. A repo. A repo got effed up. <laughs> huh. Okay. I'm just trying to well, I, something that was always like in the back of my head that is now being debunked as I rewatched the movie with you is that I always thought that the Goya was an inverted Goya. And then it like, I don't know how to describe it, but I, I assumed it wasn't actually a fake or a forgery. It was just the inverted object. No, it's it's a fake. We have to take this at face value. Now you're getting you're getting yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting stuff into the movie that's not there. But that's something that I was like in one of my many rewatches. I go, oh, well, you know, if you invert an object, you kind of have two of them in the same timeline. You know, you could hold on to a Goya and sell one, make money off of it. Keep it. I don't know where I'm going with this, but this is a confusing thing that I had. Eventually, it will undraw itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I think we have to take this at face value. Here's here's my belief. I think we need to take the fact that it is a forgery. We take it at face value. Yeah. That he has another one. He has this other forgery in hand now. There's a actual forgery in a Freeport somewhere. Uh, a repo is a real person that Catherine Barton had an affair with. Uh, Sater found out and and effed him up. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's not paralyzed. He can't talk or something. We'll we'll get to it. We'll yeah, get to it. I, I I don't know. It's something I usually don't pay attention to. <laughs> she she makes a really she makes a very again like a lot of information in this movie. It's said very very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. There's even like there's information in this scene that I never picked up. I've seen this movie ten times at least, right? Yeah. Uh, I've put I've put that out there. I've seen this movie a lot of times, watching it minute by minute with the captioning, recording all the dialogue. Um, there's things in this minute I didn't pick up before, right? Catherine Barton, oldest niece of Sir Frederick Barton. Never picked up that line before. <laughs> that's uh, that's new to me. And now I'm wondering, who is Sir Frederick Barton? Um, uh, the Yorkshire Bartons. Yeah. <laughs> One of two we've confiscated from an embezzler in Bern. Also, uh, you know, I, I never really picked that up either, that British intelligence is confiscating uh, fake art. Um yeah, what is Mr. Crosby's jurisdiction here? He's stealing with stolen art. He's well, he's he's MI five, right, or whatever. MI MI. It's a it's a broad cross section of you know uh, oligarch arms dealers and you know art forgery. Well, I mean, I like to think. <laughs> I don't like to think. Uh, I do think, maybe cynically think that you know the our elitist spy and law enforcement organizations are really just working for the ultra wealthy. Oh yeah. yeah. So, okay. you know, of course, of course, British <laughs> intelligence intelligence is confiscating high quality counterfeit art because 
you know, who else is going to look after <laughs> the millionaires and billionaires <laughs> in the world if it's not for, you know, top secret <laughs> intelligence organizations? Yeah. Uh, I only hope one day if my Picasso is ever stolen, that CIA will will help me out. Yeah, do a temporal pincer on this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get me my, yeah, my, my painting back. Um, anyway, that's it. That's the end of my minute. That was your, end of your minute? Okay. My minute, very dialogue heavy. We stayed, I, we've said this, I've been very dialogue heavy for the last 15 episodes. <laughs> episode 26 if you can believe it or not uh i am going to stay pretty dialogue heavy for the next couple minutes there is some action coming up though and i'm very very excited about it because it involves a cheese grater oh yeah yeah cannot wait to talk about the cheese grater (laughs) (laughs) all right so from a uh so from a lunchroom scene to a 